Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Love Talk Radio. Urban Glory Radio. Simply Glory. Well, praise the Lord. This is the day that the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. And I thank God for another opportunity to be able to share with you the Word of God. We have been studying all month on the subject transformation. We're not going to review tonight. We're going to get into some new material. But you can title tonight's lesson, Part 3, Faith That Transforms, um, Faith That Transforms, and it's the God kind of faith. Let's pray and get right into the lesson. Father, we thank you and praise you for this day, knowing that this is the day that you have made. We rejoice in our land. We thank you for another opportunity to worship you in spirit and in truth. It is the authority of your word that gives me confidence to make boldly known the mysteries of the gospel of the Lord Jesus. I do lean and depend on the Holy Spirit as educator and guide to give me clear articulation of speech and deliberation of thought as I make manifold known the wisdom of God. Holy Spirit, I say, have your way. Do what only you can do. Anoint the people's ears to hear what the Spirit has to say to the church. And Father, in everything that shall be accomplished and shall be revealed, you be glorified. It is in the name of Jesus that we do praise you and give you glory. In Jesus' precious name, amen. Our, our theme scripture is a very familiar one that most people know, and we've taken all month to really dissect it and go into uh uh, executing this particular book of Romans. And we're going to divert from the study of Romans and focus on the, the epistle of James tonight and give commentary on James and, and extract a principle that connects to the gospel according to uh, the revelation of Paul through Rome um, that catapults us into this, this teaching of transformation. It's a great study. To, to refresh yourself with periodically. The scripture lets us know to examine ourselves to see whether we are in the faith. And that's what we're going to talk about tonight. Part of transformation's role is to transform your thinking, but tonight we want to talk about transforming your faith. Because if everything is mental, then transformation becomes theoretical. And transformation always demands action. And an action for a Christian that pleases God is only attained through faith. So we must study faith and make it relevant. We're going to review tonight some fundamentals that we should know about faith. I'm going to give you some foundational scriptures and give you a systematic outline as to how you can study and learn this this resolve to faith that transforms because faith is the mechanism that brings it from a theory to a reality. Romans 12, 1 and 2 says, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that ye present your body a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service, and be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that ye may prove what is that good and what is acceptable and perfect 
will of God. Ultimately, God wants to get us into attaining the perfect will of God. Now, they put a comma in between perfect will of God, but we know that that was inserted by the scholastic writers, but there were no commas and, and periods, so we can take that as one statement. And, and, and often in Hebrew, um, Greek and Hebrew languages, their, their emphasis are often uh, tied to the nature of the word. Their words have uh, gender, uh, specific language, and it also has expressions with both languages that must be interpreted a little differently from our Western philosophy. So we know that God's will is perfect, and it's acceptable, and it is good, but it must be proven. And faith proves that God's perfect will is the result that we should have. That's why we study faith to transform. Now, if you don't have a pure concept on faith, you're going to miss out on what God has intended. What is this faith thing all about? We have reduced it to faith healers and telling evangelists, so much so that we have reduced the concepts behind what God has deemed as important. Now, we know that faith is the substance of things hoped for. He was level one. And the evidence of things not seen by him, the elders obtained a good report. Two things you understand that the world was framed by the word of God so that the things which were seen were made by things which do appear. Is that a definition of faith? Absolutely not. That is revealing the process of faith. Without faith, it is impossible to please God. Anyone that comes to God must believe that he is and that he's a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Rather define what faith is. The closest definition that we have to faith is found in Romans. Faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. It gives a result as a result of faith coming. But what is faith? We know that faith, that Jesus is the author and the finisher of our faith. And we know that we walk by faith and not by sight. Ultimately, faith is what is acceptable and pleasing to God because we know without faith it's impossible to please him. So we know that what faith is ultimately is the will of God in action. Whose actions is it? Our actions. And when we act on the will of God, which is the word of God that we know, then faith has taken place in our lives. We know this in Romans 12, 10, 9, and 10, uh, uh, 10, 8 through 10. It says that if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God raised Jesus from the dead, but with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. That's the faith to save. You know what I'm saying? But what has to be done? You have to confess with your mouth, and you have to believe in your heart. You have to believe what? That Jesus Christ is Lord and that God brings him from the dead. And what happens? There's an action that happens once you do those four steps. You are saved. Right? So, so we know that faith demands action from just that Romans 10 out of 10. And we know that it comes as a result of the word of God. The word of God is the will of God scripted or scribed in our hearts. And it should be in our hearts, but it's also scripted in the tablets of stone, which is the word of God. The commandments of God are true. They are perfect. So we know that when we talk about faith, we are talking about the perfect will of God that is being proven. So when we talk about renewing our mind and being transformed by the renewing of the mind so that we might prove what is that good and perfect acceptable will of God, we are really identifying that faith is the solution to transform our lives. Did you get my point? Now, I don't have time to really 
break that down any further than that, other than then you know it when I said at the beginning of the lesson that faith has a role in our lives and it is to transform us. It is to transform us in the perfect will of God and that must be proven. How is it proven? In our attitudes and our behaviors and our conduct and conditions. In our attitudes and our behaviors and our conduct and our conditions. When we begin to act and operate on the will and the word of God, we will see that word take residence in our life and produce uh, the proof that is needed to be acceptable in God. And that is what, and, and of course, you know, anything that is not done in faith, the scripture lets us know that it is sin. So it, it means to come short, to miss the mark, to not reach it. So when you're not operating in faith to God, it's sin. When you're not existing in a realm of faith to God, it is error. Because God has intended for humanity to connect to faith as a guide as the way of life. And it comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So the, the word of God contains the will of God. And if you abide in me and my word abides in you, you can ask. You can position yourself to question God and he'll give you the desires of your heart because you walk uprightly before him. So, so this, is, this, is, this is what we're talking about, faith. And we need to learn and identify faith. We told you that transformation is not a mental exercise because it demands action. That can be switched on and off. So when you, when you establish transformation, that means you are, you are really, what you're saying is, to live as Christ and to die is gain. Also, we said it's not a means to escape reality with the alternatives. And many people, you know, they're trying to get their sponsor pierced in the spirit. It doesn't work that way. You are the same person that you were before you confessed Jesus as Lord. And, and just because you change your lingo without changing your character, your conduct, and your convictions, they mean absolutely nothing. It's nothing but words. The letter kills, but the Spirit of God made it alive. And until you have a spiritual experience, hallelujah, um, you, you, will, you, will, uh, you won't escape reality because reality will keep confronting you. That's why you got a lot of people that claim to be saved, but they don't have an experience with the Holy Spirit that illuminates their experience, and, and they try to operate in faith that it doesn't work because they've externally, they've externally tried to exemplify something that as a means of escape. So you, you've been on drugs all your life, and you didn't learn how to kick the habit but you want to come and preach the gospel. No, it don't work like that. You need an encounter with the Holy Spirit and a change in behavior. In addition, in addition to you developing the discipline and the steadfastness and the stituitiveness to overcome. It is not, Christianity is not a magic show. I know we like to say, presto, fall out, and turn around and three, three times and make it work, but God doesn't work like that. God said that everything be done in decency and order. And anything that is done out of decency and out of order is not God. God does not work against himself. And God has a process and a system for you to live by. And you need to find it. Those who seek them, the scripture says, find them. Maybe you are not seeking well enough because you're using Christianity as a means of escape, as an alternative when it's the way, it's the truth, and it is the life. It is also not a manipulation to suppress the past. You, can, you got to deal with your past. You got to bring all to Jesus. All to Jesus I surrender. All to him I freely give. I will ever trust and love him in his presence daily live. I surrender all. You got to surrender your past when you come to the Lord. 
Why? Because you're seeking transformation by the renewing of your mind. You can't keep your old mind and, and expect to live a new mind. You have to allow God to take over. If he's not Lord of all, the, the old saints will say, he's not Lord at all. And we must not forget this in this new era that tries to make uh, faith and grace applicable to our inability to adapt to the nature that God has ordained for our life. We're not told you that transformation is a change in nature, not a change in attitude. People try to transform just their thinking without changing their behavior, and, and ultimately it's because they haven't experienced a change in the spirit. You don't talk to a devil. You don't, you don't train the devil out. You cast it out into the sea and the pit of hell where it was there, and then you ask God to fill you, to give you the same essence, for it is he that causes us both to will and to do his good pleasure. Glory to God. It is not a method to control fear, and it is not a manifestation of, of, of a spirit to control the flesh. Transformation is not set for that. Transformation can only take place in the, in the presence of the Holy Spirit. Transformation requires an encounter of truth, an enlightenment of the mind, an experience with the Holy Spirit, an exit from worldly ambition, and an embrace of sovereign authority. And that's what we must remember in this life. Now, that means that we've got to look at faith. All right? Let me give you some things about faith so you can have greater appreciation for faith. Let me give you five things, and then I'm going to give you the, the fundamentals of faith and how the Holy Spirit unlocks faith for us through, through its power. And when the Holy Spirit is released in, in that, we'll, we'll be able to understand that. But let's start off giving you some five things about faith. The, the, um, number one, faith is a mystery of the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God is righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. So it is a fruit of the Spirit, of course. Galatians tell us that, but 1 Timothy 3, 9 lets us know that it's a mystery of the kingdom. Faith is a spiritual force through divine power. 1 Corinthians 2, 4, and 5, and 1 John 5, 4, it is the victory that overcomes the world even our faith. Faith converts God, God's word to power, Romans 1, 6 and Mark 2, 1 through 12. And then faith, number four, is, is a spiritual weapon. Ephesians 6, 16 tells us that faith is a shield. Is a shield. It protects us from the fiery dots of the enemy. Then, then faith also is, um, is to be fully persuaded of, of the truth. And that's Romans 4, 17 through 24. When we do this, we understand three things happen. Faith uh, focuses on the promises of God. It takes us into the presence of God and promotes us to higher places in life. And then it also, thirdly, it, it protects us from opposition against God's assignment for our life. Hallelujah. Now let's go on and learn that when, when you have characteristics of faith, is when, when the really faith is at work in your life and you allow the Word of God to start studying the Word of God, you study to show yourself approved, not somebody else. You study to show you approved under God, uh, uh, one that can really interpret God's Word correctly and, and begin to distinguish what is, what is pertinent for today, right? So when you do that, what happens is you become spiritually resolute or you have resolve in the spirit. You become confident in the rest of God, which he affords through his grace. You become focused, and then you become righteously confronting to error. 
And a lot of people, they don't understand that when that happens, but ultimately you know it's because you have a supernatural boldness that God has allotted unto you to exist above above the norm. Now, I've got to hurry because we've got about a few minutes to really get into some meat, and I want to take you into deeper waters. I mean, although I'm reviewing some fundamentals, I need you to understand some things about faith and its effect. The effect of the power of faith are unlocked through the power of the Holy Spirit. So what, what it does is, uh, uh, number one, it gives you power, the power of the Holy Spirit as a, as a means to exist. That's number one. That's the effects of the power of faith. It gives you a power within to be led by the Spirit. It gives you a power within. Then it gives you, number two, revelation knowledge of the Word of God. Revelation knowledge. Revelation knowledge is knowledge that is revealed by way of vision. It enhances through perspective because you've experienced the, the enlightenment that comes from the Holy Spirit. That's what Paul was praying in Ephesians 1 18. That the eyes of your understanding might be enlightened, that you might know, that you might know what is the hope of this calling to us who, who believe. And then ultimately, the, uh, the effects of the power of faith then teaches you how to communicate your faith or unlock, is unlocked through the power of prayer. Prayer. When you pray, when you pray, the Bible says, let them pray in faith, not wavering. You learn how to pray correctly when you pray in faith. Because you pray according to the will of God. The will of God is the word of God. The word of God contains the intent of God. And when you confess that and you you come at the way of the truth, because you have the Spirit of God that comes to pass in your life. It's not magic. It's just the process in which God has uh, allowed humanity to function. To, 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 to provide proof of those things that are acceptable and are perfect according to his will. And then ultimately it changes your view or your vantage point, point, and it gives you a testimony. It gives you vision and a testimony. And, and there are many scriptures I can give you with all of those five. Let me give it to you again. The Holy, it gives you power from the Holy Spirit, the Word of God. It gives you prayer. It gives you a testimony, and it gives you vision. Amen. Now, there are greater revelations behind transformation. I'm going to give you three of them, and then we're going to answer this question and, and close in prayer tonight because I've given you a lot of information, believe it or not. But I told you I wanted to answer Jeet, the gospel of James. I wanted to answer Jeet, the gospel of James. And then we'll, we'll talk about uh, transformation, and then we'll close with how, can, how does divine perfection work in the life of the believer? Because we need to understand that, that, that perfect will of God, that perfect will of God. Now, when Jesus comes in your life, there, there are things that happen to you. He's going to confront some areas in your life. And that's the part that we're not teaching in modern gospel. We're not teaching them about the gospel that there's a confrontation. The cross commands confrontation. You know, when the cross was historically, the cross was humiliated. But in our in our tense, the cross is 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 humbling. It humbles us. It reminds us that Jesus died for us to attain the promises of God by faith, and and so that the blessings that were committed to Abraham would come on the Gentiles or anyone who was not uh, uh, ordained in the family of God by blood. So, so we, we have obtained access to God by faith through Jesus Christ. And we need to know that in, in, in our study of, of the Word of God. Now, 
Um, Jesus will confront various things. He's going to confront, first of all, our power complexes. Who really has the authority over our lives? He's going to also confront, and when you become serious about the things of God, you talk about transforming, he's going to confront your personality conflicts. Not somebody else's how they affect you, but yours. Are you doing what Jesus would really do? And thirdly, he's going to also talk about and confront the, the people patterns that you emulate. Because some of us, we represent the wrong people. We're so busy trying to be like someone else, we're not being what God has ordained us to be. And he's also going to talk about uh, confront plausible accepted iniquities. See, some of us, we, we, we kind of skirt around the iniquities. But see, Jesus is set to confront, and through that confrontation comes transformation. And that transformation resolves to the renewal of the mind as the way of escape. Now, then he's also going to confront your personal devotion, because those who seek him find him. So if you've been in the word of God and if you've been saved for a long time but you're not seeing the results which salvation demands, then then something has encroached upon your territory, like Apostle Ben would say, that is that is contradicted the nature of Christ. I have to go on. Now, when, when, when we talk about this, we're resolving to the renewal of the mind, right? And, and, and the, the purpose of this transformation teaches teach you how it's possible to renew the mind. Now, we're going to talk next, next lesson on, on finding transformational grace as, as a result. And we're going, to, we're going to redefine what grace is because there's a distortion of grace out there with all this uh, contradiction and demonic teaching that's going on that they call God. But we, we're going to deal with that a little later. But I, mean, I, I, I got to hurry on. But we need to, I, I want to give you five things that you could do. Um, uh, that you you can know when renewal of the mind is taking place. Number one, the results of repentance. The results first start with repentance. When you when you begin to renew the mind, the first thing that you do is resolve to repentance. Number two, you have a revelation of the, of your creation, who you are in Christ. Number three, you have a resolve to exist in God's righteousness. Now, if your salvation doesn't lead you to live right. And your salvation is in question. If it can lead you to like, oh, I'm a sinner saved by grace, then your 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 relationship is slighted because you have not experienced the righteousness of God, which ultimately is an altar or counterfeit faith. Because the Bible says the righteousness is revealed from faith to faith. So when you start really operating in faith that transforms, you begin to adapt your life to righteousness. Every level, every step promotes the righteousness of God as a result. You can give a point. And then you begin to exist in the reality of godliness. Hallelujah. Now, if you can really get to godliness, then you can really transform the world. And that also, ultimately, you cannot have a sense of godliness without confidence. Confidence in what God has done and what God is willing to do in you, through you, by you. Do you hear what I'm saying? By you to make a difference and ultimately display his intent and his will for your life. Now, before we go into greater revelations of transformation, let me give you a summary of the Gospel of James and, and, and give you just one more thing because I want you to know what faith is. Okay, faith is the intent of God's will manifested in our attitudes and our behaviors and our convictions. It is an action. Faith is an action. 
It is not a coin term, just it is one of the senses of it is a coin term of a community of convictions and a body of convictions that we all agree as, as a way of life, but it's more than that. It's an action. And the ABCs of faith is, number one, to accept God's word as final authority. Number two, to believe that what God has promised will come to pass. And number three, to confess what your convictions um, um, mean in your conduct and your course of life. So, so again, it's ABCs. Accept God's word as final authority. Believe that what he promises will come to pass and confess what your, what your convictions mean in your conduct and your course of life. All right, now let me give you five scriptures that teach you what faith is. Romans 1.17, righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith. Romans 10.17, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Galatians 3 tells you, 22 tells you that Jesus is the author of faith. And First Corinthians 5.7 says, for we walk by faith and not by sight. And then it also lets you know that if faith is not an ingredient in Hebrews 4.2, that, that, that you, you, you're missing out on Christianity. Now, the Gospel of James was written to the church in the latter part of the church era. Now, there was a whole other generation that had arisen from the, the Christian movement, and they didn't really experience Jesus because they weren't eyewitnesses. The Apostle James comes back on the scene, and he was a brother who was skeptical when he was walking with the Lord, but he was an eyewitness. And he didn't accept Jesus as Lord until after he saw Jesus raised from the dead and revealed himself for the day. As a result of that condition, he began to articulate and he understood that the reason why the faith, the faith method was not translating to the generation because they were not accompanying conviction with works. He said, show me a man with faith with works, and I'll, or show me a man that works in, in addition to what he believes, and I'll show you a person of faith. But faith without works is dead. Faith without proof is faith. And so he tells us several things when he teaches us faith is shown. Faith is shown, is displayed. Through faith, we, are, we understand that the world were framed by the word of God so that the things which were seen were not made by things which do appear. And faith makes us not ashamed because the love of God has been shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost. It's a, it's a, as a result of us receiving the Holy Spirit as the church did in that, James explains to us that it should translate to us being better people in life. So number one, he tells us to, uh, to, to pursue faith based on the revelation of the word of God. So it's a, faith is shown in five ways, according to James. Number one, our pursuit of revelation knowledge. Number two, our purity of character. If it can't change you, it can't change the world. And then number three, our pattern and our pattern behavior and conduct. We should be consistent. Number three or four, uh, our prayer, uh, our prayer and personal devotion. And then number five, our public display of acts of compassion. If it if it doesn't lead from pursuit to public display, then it's not faith. And that's what James was talking to this church. This church had got together, and they needed to understand, you are not going to exist confidently in the reality of God, of the Lord Jesus' resurrection and the power of God on your behalf until you get it from out your words to your daily walk. It is faith that transforms. And perhaps if we uh, revert back to saying, hey, you've got to have power to transform your life, then we won't have a whole lot of 
people that have a form of godliness but deny the power thereof. And the power of God is the power of faith that transforms us. The power of God is the power of faith that transforms us to, to the His perfect intent so that the kingdom of God can be on earth as it is in heaven. Now, there's one insights on transformation, and I want to remind you, number one, that transformation is a nature change. Someone say nature change. Nature is a nature change and not a behavioral change. Now, you can mark down 2 Peter chapter 1, 2 through 4. It, it, it starts with perception, it entails power, and then it perfects us. And I want you to remember that word perfect because that's what's going to uh, help us in, that's what we're going to conclude with tonight. It gets in our motive, it translates uh, new means and methods, and then it matures our mindset so that we can identify the power of God. It, 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 it changes our perception, it entails power, and it, it perfects us. And, and, and when we walk through these schools, we'll experience transformation because it teaches us. That's trust in God. Now, number two, transformation perfects the things concerning us through developing endurance in the process of, of obtaining the will of God. James 1.28. Uh, and and, and um, you need to understand that, that when you have faith, you're going to be tempted. You're going to have trials of your faith, but all of it is going to be trained through patience. You're going to have that patience because faith comes as a process. It's a matter of time. It's not something that's overnight. It's developed because God is giving you the measure of faith. So he's giving you enough faith to exist, but that faith has to be developed. And if you don't develop it and decide to say, I'm going to develop it, it won't work. Now, and I have one minute left, and transformation always needs a resolve to a greater reality and a way of life. And that's what we talk about in the perfecting process. And we need to understand as believers that God expects us to be perfected. He expects us to be mature. He expects us to be in line with his pursuits and will. Why? Because it's ordained for us to be perfected. Now, how does the divine how does a how does divine perfection work in the life of a believer? And that's what you need to understand. And I'm going to give you these scriptures and I'll come back next week and we'll talk about finding transformational grace. Because grace helps us, enables us to live, walk in the favor of God so that we can exist in the will of God through confidence in the word of God. <laughs> now, three things that you need to know, and I'll give them to you and we'll, be, we'll pray and be done. Number one, perfecting takes place in, the per, in observing the perfect law of liberty. Number two, perfecting takes place in the revelation of the doctrine of Christ taught by authority in the dispensation of God. I don't have time to really break that down. I'm going to give you the scriptures. And then number three, perfecting takes place in adequate knowledge of the power of the love of God. The love of God has been shed about in our hearts by the Holy Ghost. Now let me give you scriptures for number one. Perfecting takes place in observing the perfect law of liberty, James 1.25. Number two, perfecting takes place in the revelation of, our, of the doctrine of Christ taught by divine authority on the dispensation of God, Colossians chapter 1, verses 21 through 29. And then perfecting, number three, perfecting takes place in adequate knowledge of the power of, of the love of God, 1 John 4, 7 through 21. So when, when, when we talk about perfecting, we're talking about perfecting, maturing ourselves in God. How do we do that? Through lo locating the law of liberty, not only the law of the letter, because the law of the letter is killing, 
for the law of liberty. Anyone who looks perfectly into the law of liberty will be blessed in all his doing. Number two, in the life of Christ, as we reflect on the life of Christ or teachings about Christ through the authority which Christ has given in the, in the gospel through the fivefold gifts to teach us the ways of God, they come by hearing and hearing by the word of God. How can they do without preaching? When we get into that point in the life of Christ, then we can exist confidently in the love of God. So when we talk about perfecting, there are three phases of perfecting in the Lord Jesus Christ. In the law of liberty, found in the word of God. In the life of Christ, found in the word of God. And in the love of God, which exists in the word of God as well. Now, I'm out of time. I thank you for yours. Uh, but this is always the beginning. This is just a hint. We're going to be doing 28 days of glory. We're going to be able to understand even better this, this transformation that takes place. And God wants you to know what you believe and why you believe it. James was not set on making a new generation of Christians uh, casually. What he was ultimately promoting was a move of the Holy Spirit, a revival, a resuscitation from theoretical beliefs to trust in God. And if we were but trust God with our lives and do and hear, receive what God has for us, hear it, and then do it and examine ourselves to see whether we really have it, we would resolve to walk by faith and not by sight, but not only that, we will resolve to the proof and the power and the provisions that can only come from God. My prayer for you today is that you will stop playing games and learn why and what you believe and then do exactly what it commands. Don't wait another day to make a difference. Don't live this life without the adequate knowledge necessary to know that you are safe and in the perfect will of God. One of the greatest confidences you could ever attain in life is knowing that you're doing what God has told you to do. Let's pray. Father, there is a blessed assurance in you that we can only find when we trust you with all our heart and lead not to our own understanding, but in all our ways acknowledge you so that you can direct our path. Father, I pray that tonight, Someone would make the decision and the resolve to do the impossible and to believe the achievable that is found only in you. God, teach us what faith is about for real. Make it relevant and pertinent in our soul that we will not waste another day, another second, another hour, another minute. We will not waste another moment playing or existing without being in the perfectness of your will. We love you and we appreciate you. We thank you because we know you're able. And, Father, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be acceptable in your sight. We thank you and praise you for the things that have been accomplished and the things which have been revealed. In Jesus' name. The Bible says in Romans 10, 9 and 10, that if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God raised Jesus from the dead, you shall be saved over the mouth. Confession is made unto salvation. Repeat after me, I confess with my mouth, and I believe in my heart that Jesus Christ is Lord. I thank God and that God raised Jesus from the dead. I thank God for the work that he did for me 
at Calvary. Now, if you said that for the first time, you're saved, you're born again, in a spirit-filled, believing, Bible-believing, teaching church that will teach you the ways of God, and then contact our staff. We have a prayer cell where you can get filled with the Holy Spirit with evidence so you can have the confidence and the, the, the enabling power to exist in the will of God. We thank you for listening to the broadcast tonight. God bless you, and good night. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.